Well, let's look at Hebrews 13, 5. We've been in a series called God is With You. And we're going to continue in that this evening. Hebrews 13, 5. It says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Verse 6, um, or the, actually the end of verse 5 says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In the NLT, the last part of that verse says, For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. And then in the Amplified Classic, it's the end of that verse says, For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down, relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Very emphatic. Uh, and... Um, as we've been spending time on this, and as, you know, when we spend time on the Word, then that gives the Holy Spirit the ability to bring that back to our remembrance. You know, and as you come back to a thing multiple times, uh, you get greater understanding, and our purpose is to renew our minds, like what we've been covering on, on Sundays, to renew our minds to the Word of God, not just in a religious sense, not so we can catalog knowledge, not so we can say, ooh, yeah, I heard that topic. Ooh, yeah, I heard that topic. Let me regurgitate to you what I've heard. Now, that's not bad in and of itself, but that's not what we're after because you can regurgitate information, but it not impact your life day to day. In other words, you could say what what the Word says and what you think you're supposed to say, oh yeah, I know God is with me. He said He'll never leave me. Never, never, never. He will not, will not. Never in any way forsake me. But then you go right into the middle of your day and something's happening and pushing on you and you, me, anybody. We are tempted because we live in a natural world. We live in a fallen world. We have an enemy. Um, we have flesh. We have parts of our mind that, that isn't is, uh, as renewed. We're working on that. That's a process. But you're tempted to react out of those things instead of what the Word says. And so it doesn't do any good if you can quote these things. I mean, it's good to be able to quote the Bible. It's good to know these things. But we're not after being able to parrot what the Word says or what we believe we should think, what we're after is that when we come up against a situation and we're talking about God being with us, that in a situation where we're feeling pressure, we're feeling uh, maybe anxiety is trying to push on us, fear, that it actually comes up in our thinking, wait, God is with me and we actually act like God is with us. That's, that's the goal. Because if we just go over this and be like, oh, good, I heard a good message on God being with me. Isn't that great? Now, what in the world am I going to do about this financial situation? I, I mean, where am I going to go? How am I going to get this? What, you know, and I'm wringing my hands. So then this is just information. This is just us quoting something. This is just us going through the motions. 
No, when it, we want to get our mind renewed and get it down into our heart then, so when something comes against us, you will be tempted to react negatively. I mean, you will be tempted to react out of the flesh. You may be tempted to react in fear, but something is bigger in you, you say inside, but God is with me, and if He's with me, we can handle this together because He's greater. And now, instead of wringing your hands, you go, you go into it, lean into it, and say, we're going over. Now it's affecting our life. Now we'll get different results. We don't get different results because we've heard something. Don't you just wish that were the case? In every area, all you'd have to do is just, okay, I need better results here. Let me listen to this series on this. And actually, I'll listen to five series on this area. That's all I have to do. And bingo, look at it change. Whoa, that's awesome. Let's do that again. What else can I listen? Okay, I need this in this area. I'm listening to, to 10 series on that. Woo, look at that. Oh, man, this is great. <laughs> It doesn't work that way. Don't you wish it worked that way? It doesn't work that way. We have to actually change. Because if, if we go up against something and do the same thing and act the same way that we've always acted, even if we've heard 20 series, yay, but didn't do anything. We're just, if we act the same way, we're going to get the same results. If we were afraid before and we don't change our mind, we're going to be afraid again. If we felt lonely before and we don't believe that God is really with us, we're going to be lonely even though He's there and He's like, hey, I'm here. No reason to be lonely. As a Christian, you're never alone. Ever. Never alone. It's tempting to be lonely, you know. If, if, if you don't have, um, you know, there could be times where you're tempted to feel lonely and you don't feel like you have somebody in your life that, that you'd like to be there. And, but as a Christian, if we, the more we get in this truth, we can, we can be like, well, God's here and, I can, and He's real and I'm going to focus on Him. Thank you, Lord, for, that you're here. Thank you, Lord, that you're with me. Thank you, Lord, that you never leave me You'll never let me down. No matter what, you're in this situation right now. And the devil will tell you, oh, but you, you, you know, you, you're really lonely though, right? And it, we can listen to that or we can say, I may have feelings of loneliness, but I'm not going to let that stay and that dominate. You can have a thought of loneliness. You can have a feeling, but, and things can try to persist but that doesn't change the truth. So we have to push back on it. We can say, no, but God is with me. He's for me. And he is, he, he is actually here, not like here out there. He is here, here. Like here, with us. Now. Oh, I wish that, you know, he's here when I'm in church. No, he's here all the time. If you're a Christian, by definition, he's in you. And so now... You know, he's in us when we're dealing with the situation. So now I let that dominate me. I let that start to change things. And you may not feel any different. Here's the thing. If, if, we, if we are trying to wait till we feel it before we start acting on it, we're like waiting for something to strike us so that then we feel like, okay, now I, feel, I don't feel lonely anymore. 
so then I know God's with me. No, we do it the opposite way, say, doesn't matter what I feel, God's with me now. Lord, I thank you that you're with me here, and your feelings can say, yeah, but I don't feel any different. I don't care what I feel like, this is the truth, and the more we focus on that, then the feelings will follow. This is such a big, I mean, this can be, this should be something that we get a hold of early as a Christian, knowing that now, now God, in the person of the Holy Spirit, is in us, and, and get a hold of that, but sometimes it's just intellectual knowledge, and so we go past it like, okay, yes, I know that, but we don't really let it get rooted. And if we really got this rooted, I mean, think if we got born again and then this became real to us early. So I know, I get to know who God is, how big he is. And then I realize and I get into, I know he's with me. Well, that would solve so much. If we really got that rooted, now whenever we go to a different step, it just flows out of the fact that I know who my father is, I know he's with me, oh, and I got this issue. It's healing, okay, but he's with me, so he's the healer, so he's with me, so okay, then that means whatever the sickness is has got to bow to that. I, he's with me, so there's a financial issue, but he's with me, so then I can easily see that I can overcome that. There's a relational issue. Like we said, I, I don't have friends that I need. Well, I have the Lord with me, so I know if He's with me, then He can show me how to operate with other people. And when I start believing that, now I'm different around other people. Because it's not like, you know, looking at somebody, I know He's with me, so it's like we're showing up. You know, sometimes you feel more comfortable going to, to stuff. You know, we've talked about this. Shelly and I, we've been together um, We've known each other for 23 years now, just about. What's today? Yeah, it's this weekend. We, know, we, we got married a week shy of a year after we met. So almost 23 years. We celebrated our 22nd anniversary this past weekend. And we like start several times over like the last several, like when we were um, right before our anniversary, several times we looked at each other and we were both thinking the exact same thing. Like, I was, I, I was thinking the exact same thing, and she said it, and I was like, that's exactly what I was going to say. And then she did the same thing, and it happens, like, all the time. I've heard about that, and, of course, it's happened more and more, but now, it, the last several days, it was like, man, we are just melding. But I was going to say <laughs> that um, we like going to places together, like social events and stuff. And she is as bubbly and as outgoing as she is. She doesn't necessarily, I'm not trying to tell on you or anything, but she's told me, like, if we're going to an event, you know, somewhere, she'd rather us be together doing it. And uh, I know I would, too. You know, we'd rather just go in together. It's different. Then sometimes you're going in alone, and you're like, you don't know anybody, and it's a different feeling. But then if you have somebody with you, it's like, well, we're here. At least we have each other to talk to. Even if we don't know anybody else, we can talk. And that's okay. Well, it changes the way you approach things. Well, God, if, it, if you're thinking it's just you, then you come into a situation and you're thinking, how am I going to deal with this? And we were talking about socially. If you come into a situation and you realize he's always with you, so it's never you just, I don't know anybody. Well, I do know somebody. He's the most important person and he's with me. 
No, no, he's not flesh and blood at this point with you, but he's there and he can be just as real and he can help you. And now your countenance can change. Your, um, the, the atmosphere around you can change because you're not, it's just me, it's we're here. And you show up on the job and you know he's with you. And you may sh show up on a, an uncomfortable meeting. You know, you have a business meeting or government meeting or something that's, you know, not fun. But it's not just you. It's you and him. And so now that changes the way you act. You get, you get a, some, a question and you're not sure, but you know you have the greater one with you. Well, that changes your response. You're confident. You're able to deal may not know the answer right away, but you know you'll get it because you know who's with you. Let's read Isaiah 41.10. That was all just introduction. Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. Excuse me. That tickle there. Be, be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He is with us. He's for us. You, no matter what's going on, you can tell yourself, fear not, for God's with us. Be not dismayed, for He's our God. He will strengthen us. He will help me. He will uphold, the, uh, uphold me with, my, with His righteous right hand. Uh, last time we looked at John 15. Let's just look at that briefly as we're going uh, into some other things. But it's all related. John 15 verse 1 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit... He takes away, and every branch that bears fruit he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. And we spent some time on that last week. It, without him, we can't do anything. Well, it's so good to know with him, then we can do all things. That's a big difference. Without him, you can't do anything. Of course, you can get stuff done in the flesh. Of course, people do that all the time. But there's, there's always, uh, you're missing something. If you don't know Jesus, you're missing everything. But if you're trying to do it in your own strength, then we're missing it. You can get, you could get something done in your own strength, and at the end of it, you're worn out. Maybe you got mad at people, but you got her done. Well, that's not God's best. You do it in His strength, then we can get through it, and we don't have to deal with all that. But He said, without you, without Him, we can't do anything, but with Him, doesn't matter. We can do anything He tells us we can do, because He's not limited. And that's a huge difference. And we want to live over on that side about letting Him uh, work through us and be conscious of that. And we talked about last week that that is the only way we are going to bear fruit. That we're, that's the only way we're supposed to do it. 
In other words, it's not like optional. That is the way. He said you can't do anything without him. And the only way that you're going to bear fruit is with him. So it's not supposed to be like some fruit is our fruit. Those are the, that's what we bore ourselves, And then some of it, well, this is God fruit. <laughs> Even though everybody has this. That's not a bad confession. None, we're not bearing 100% doing everything perfect all the time and everything is just always through God. No, you know, you just, you realize it. Oh, I was trying to do that. That's why it turned out. And you just course correct and just, the more we go on, the more we just say, Lord, I want, my goal is to just be relying on you all the time. Throughout every day, throughout every situation, I'm going to rely on you. But really, that's the only way we're supposed to live. The Christian is supposed to live by depending on him for help. That's supposed to be the way. It's not like, well, when you get really stressed out, then you turn to God. That's backwards. It's supposed to be, I'm awake, so I'm supposed to turn to God. I have a little thing, so I'm supposed to need his help. Now, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, stand there and agonize over something, trying to figure out what the will of God is for what shirt you're going to wear that day. It's not necessarily, or what cereal you're going to eat. You don't, you don't necessarily uh, need to, to spend a lot of time there, but he can help you in even little things. That, that means if you have a doubt about what you're supposed to do, he can help you. He cares about everything, even little things. In other words, you don't have to wait to the big thing in order to go to him, and then you think you need help there. Because sometimes if you just go to him on the little things, then the big thing would go a little smoother. But if all the little things were like, well, I got this. Oh, I got this. Whoa, what am I going to do now? Well, maybe on some of the other things, if we just say, Lord, I need you today. Lord, I need you in that. Lord, help me be led in the right place here. Now we get to something. We've been being led all the time. We're able to go through it, go over it easier. Get in the habit of knowing that this is how we're supposed to live. And that can be tough on your pride. And it's definitely not the world's way. The world says, see, Satan has control. He, he is the God of this world. And he is the Lord over anyone that's not a Christian. He's not the Lord over Christians. He does not have control over Christians. Uh, he'll try to exert control. He'll try to make you think he has control, but we have to resist him in the name of Jesus. We have to uh, push back and, and know that God is our father. But see, Satan is the God, little g, of this world. And for the non-Christian, he is Lord over them. And he's not a good father. He's not a good taskmaster. He does not come through for people. He his best people, he kills them. They're doing their bang-up job for him, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, and then they die at 28 or die at 18. They had drug overdose, whatever, suicide. He, he can't help himself. And so the world is used to, well, nobody else going to help me. i got to do it myself. That's why it's so surprising when somebody actually acts out of a selfless motive in this world. People are always looking, going, what's your, what's your angle? Well, you're not really doing this because you actually care about me. You're doing it for you. Why? Because that's the way the world works. 
because that's the way the devil, the devil doesn't do, he, he, there's not a nice bone in his body. And so that's why the world is the way it is. And so you better look at, if, if, if you don't know God, yeah, you're at the mercy of people, what, if they're going to be nice to you or not, because Satan's not going to help you, he's going to try to kill you. He'll use you and kill you. See, there's, no ever, there's never a reward for serving Satan. It's a mirage. All you're going to end up is you're just going to have a mouthful of gravel, like the Bible says. It looked like it was real good, and you're like, there's nothing here. Oh, this will be great. We'll party and have a good time. That's not leading anywhere. That's leading to destruction. You know, the older you get, you realize when you see a bunch of kids doing something stupid, you know, party, think they're having a good time. It's just like, yeah, you're going to get old eventually too, and you realize how stupid you were. Because they, they're just thinking it's the here and now, and we're just, yeah, this is cool. It's like, no, no, it's not cool. If you're doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing, it's not going to end well. It's not a good thing. You may do stupid stuff that you got to pay for for the rest of your life, that you deal with for the rest of your life. No, it's not, it's not cool. Your body's going to get older. You know, you're thinking, oh, it's just here and now. No, you're going to look like the rest of us eventually. You're going to get older. You're not going to be, you know, just like that forever. And you're going to wish you would have walked according to what God said. But Satan, Satan doesn't reward you. He may look like it, but at the end, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, period. That's what he does. Now, he'll use you. He'll use a Christian or a non-Christian, but whoever, if you do his will and and go and listen to him, uh, it's going to end in destruction, period. That's the way the world operates. So there's something different when we understand we're supposed to look to God for help because He's our good Father and we can rely on Him and that's supposed to be the way we operate. This thing of, no, I got it, I'll just do it, is, is because people don't have a good Father and so that's the way the world is. No, I, I can take it, I can do it. No, we have... A, a God that is actually our very own Father, and we can rely on Him, and we're supposed to lean on Him. We're supposed to know He's with us and rely on Him all the time to get the job done. It is not about seeing how much you can do yourself and then just pushing in when you really think, ah, I need the God lever, you know. Like we used to play these video games where you know, there'd be racing games, where you'd be driving, and then you had the nitro button. Nitrous, like nitrous oxide. So it gave your engine a kick. So you're going, and you know, and you're in the, pa- the pack, and you, you, you're, you're not getting ahead. You hit that nitro button, and pfft, you just go ahead, and it leads everybody in the dust. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Is this just way in the past? And then, and then, you know, they may catch up at some point, but, you know, if you get more of these things, you usually get like three, but you can get more along the way depending on the game. And then, you know, or you may get a time-limited one where it, like, works for 30 seconds, and you just go, you're just, you're just getting ahead of everybody. Just, just rail on that thing, mash the button, and you are just getting ahead, and you may get to watch how how you're controlling everything. You go over jumps and everything when you're going on the nitro. It's hard to control, but you're just, you just keep going. 
Just keep mashing the button. Well, some people act like that's God. Well, I got it. Even though you got the nitro sitting there, you, got, you, you have the ability to call on God, but no, I got this. I got this. I can do it. And you just drive it along. I don't need God in this. But now you get to a situation, okay, now, and oh, no, oh, God, where are you? God, 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 I need God, God, God. Okay, I'm comfortably ahead now. Go back to doing it my way. I got this now. Stupid. I mean, if you could mash the button all day long, why not just keep doing it? If you have unlimited, that's how you win. You're just like, what? You know, sometimes we'd, they'd have codes for, like, hacking the game. Not in a legal sense. You know, you own the game, but you enter some kind of code. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA. That's, anybody know what that is? Konami code, yeah, okay. On Nintendo. You either know or you don't know. If you know, you know. Some people know. Still know that. After all this time, you could do that, that code. Anyway, you enter codes, and then it gets you into a different place in the game. Whoever the programmers are, they made it so you could get things. We're having fun tonight. <laughs> you, could, you could get into the game, and you could make it do different things. They programmed it that way, so if you enter certain codes, then it unlocks stuff so you can play the game like with all the goodies. Well, if you unlock something to where you got unlimited nitro, why not use it? You just keep going on it. You're just like, it makes it easy. So what? I win. It might get tiring after a while for the video game, but in real life, that'd be so stupid to have that sitting there and going, no, nah, I don't need it. It'd be like, moron, use it. That's what people do, though. I don't need God. You're a Christian? Yeah. But, but I'm good. See, we wouldn't, nobody would be dumb enough to say that out loud, usually. You're talking to somebody and like, how's it going? Oh, good, I got it. Yeah, I don't need God right now. I mean, I'm a Christian. You talk to somebody after church and they're like, yeah, I got him. It's been a great week. How's your relationship with God or something? You know, maybe not say that, but you're just like, no, nah, I, I got it. I, mean, I, don't, I really haven't talked to him this week. I mean, it's, it's a pretty good week. I don't need him. Probably, nobody's probably said that to you. If they did... They were either pulling your leg or they were just, I don't know, not in their right mind. But people don't say that. But we do that type of stuff. You don't say it, but people will go and they'll be like, unconsciously, all of us have done it. You know, well, I, you know you're working on a program. I, I got to get this done. You know in the back of your mind you're supposed to rely on God, but... You're like, yeah, but I'm not really there. And you, not consciously, you just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hammer this one out. I've been trained for this. Or I'm supposed to get this. I'm supposed to already know this. So God, I'll wait. I mean, if I really get stumped, then I might come to you. But I know you think I'm supposed to know this, so I'm just going to work on it. And he's God. And he's with us. And he's like sitting there going, push the button. You could... I could help you with this. I know something about this. Know how it could work out. Know what you could do. But it's so easy not to do that. It's God wanting, He wants to do things through us. See, He's with us, 
and it's supposed to be us working with him, letting him work through us to get the job done. That is supposed to be our standing operated, standard operating procedure, period, all the time. I don't care if you're at work. I don't care if you're in the grocery store line. I don't care if you're, you know, driving down the street. God help us all. Sometimes we need help just to know that God's with us and to be nice to the people around us even though they're outside and even though they're in a different car. Other people can watch us through the window if we get mad or do something. So, and there's videos of everything now. So. But in any situation, we can know that we're supposed to let him work through us and do what he would have us to do. But that is a learning process, and that's part of what we are, are looking at right now is us learning and knowing and coming up in the fact that he is with us and we're supposed to be conscious of that and actually put into practice continually. And that's okay. You shouldn't have to say that, but it's okay to continually be relying on him. To get out of the way, not to do our own thing, and to let him work through us, that is supposed to be the way we're supposed to work. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 12.9. We read this last week. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians 12, 9 said, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities. That means weaknesses. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I, take, um, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. In other words, the, the more we understand that it's His strength and that when we're weak and we rely on Him, we're actually stronger the more that happens, the more, be the more results we get. The stronger we actually operate when we're weak, we kick into His ability, and now we're actually operating stronger. That's supposed to be... I mean, the Apostle Paul is saying, I actually boast when I'm weak that the power of Christ may rest upon me. One thing to say that, another thing to be walking through something and you feel weak and actually say, okay, now, now we're going to go through it with victory because God's with me and I know I'm relying on Him. Because your flesh doesn't want to do that. And if you think, okay, like we were talking about at the beginning, okay, I've heard that, so now this is easy. Oh, that's all I have to do is just rely on Him. Notice it's saying, when you're weak. So for you to do this, then you're feeling weak. Nobody likes to feel weak. Nobody likes to feel pressure. Nobody likes to feel inadequate. So here's the thing. When you're in this condition, you're going to be feeling things. And it's one thing to look at it from, you know, out here and just say, oh, that's all I do, so it's in my head, so it's automatically going to work. No, we're going to have to make a conscious decision when we're feeling weak, to actually say, all right, 
prime opportunity, I'm going to rely on him. Now, and that I'm actually strong by relying on him, even though, what do you feel like? You feel weak. You feel like you're not going to make it. You feel like, you know, it's saying you're in persecutions, you're in distresses, reproaches, needs. Nobody likes, that's not a good list. Look at the list. Therefore, I take, verse 10, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I'm I strong. Look at the list. He's saying, I take pleasure, but what's happening? In reproaches. It means people pushing you off. In needs. Nobody likes to be in need. In persecution, somebody is actually coming, getting on to you because of your walk with God. In distresses, you're in distress. That's, that's, not when, that's not the time you go Christian easy and go, oh, well, this is the time that I'm supposed to be, you know, strong now in pleasure. If it's just head, no, you're feeling in distress. What does in distress mean? You're in trouble. You don't feel like, you, like you're taking pleasure in it. Your feelings are saying, no, we're in trouble. But that's exactly the time we, then we, we kick into wait to say, wait, no, but he's with me, so now I can overcome in that. I can go over in, in him. He is with me right now, and I am supposed to rely on him right now, and he wants to help me right now. Whatever it is. It's not, there's nothing too small, there's nothing too big. If we're a Christian, if he's our father, he wants to help. How many of you parents know what that is? You want to help your child. You want to. You probably want to help them more than sometimes you're able to. Or they'll let you at different places. You're like, yeah, but if you could help, if you ask me, I can help you with that. Well, how much more God? He knows everything. And so it's not a big deal if we feel weak. It's not a big deal if we feel in distress. It's not a big deal if we're being persecuted. It's not a big deal if we're in need. These are all things he is more than able to handle. The thing is, we just go to him and say, wait, I'm actually strong now because I'm going to lean on him. And I'm going to go over in him. And that's okay. And that's actually what we're supposed to do. But we don't, when it pushes on us, don't say, ah, why? God, where are you? That's a, that's a time to say, oh, you're here. Okay, now we're going forward. That's a different mindset. See, we can have this just in our intellect, and then we go down the same path. Something happens. Oh, thought it wasn't supposed to happen like this. What? I'm a Christian. What? Where, God, where are you? See, then we don't really believe anything we're talking about. That's not saying, oh, I qualify right now, and I am going to push in and rely on Him and I feel weak, but instead of going blaming God, blaming like this is, I, I don't, uh, he's not coming through or something, we say, hey, you're here to help. I am actually strong right now because you're going to show yourself strong on my behalf. I trust you and I push in. Your flesh will tell you you're stupid. No, God is the problem because Satan will try to divide you from God. He'll try to push you away. And right when, when you're in this situation that the Apostle Paul is talking about, that's when we have to flip the switch and go, oh no, I may, stuff may push on me, I feel weak, I feel like he's nowhere, 
but this is the point where I'm as strong as I can be is, be, is when I'm relying on Him. So I choose to rely on Him. He said His grace is sufficient, that because I'm feeling weak, I can be strong, that His strength is made perfect in weakness. So Lord, I just choose to rely on You. I choose to worship You. I choose to believe that you're with me. I'm going to walk in this situation as if you're with me now. I'm going to let that actually become more of a reality in my life. I'm going to actually allow it to penetrate and permeate my consciousness that every time, anytime I go over a threshold into a physical room, anytime I come into a new situation virtually, or, you know, figuratively, or whatever, I have the mindset now, God just went there with me. I go into something at work, God, God is here with me. He's in that meeting with me. He's in this relationship with me. He's at the doctor with me. He's at the accountants with me. You know, if I'm dealing with a lawyer, he's there with me. Anytime I go through... I'm stepping in a situation, I see him stepping into it with me. Something, I get news, something's happened, God's here. God saw ahead, he's here now. He's with me right now. What, is my, what am I supposed to do? Act like that's true, rely on that, lean in. You may feel weak. Be honest with God, God, Lord, I feel weak right now. Help me. I am strong in you, and I choose to press in right now. Lord, I choose to believe that you're with me. I'm, I feel weak, but like the Apostle Paul said, you, your strength is made perfect in weakness. So I'm going to press into you. I'm going to press into you. Thank you, Lord. 